Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle Andrew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 553. Comics originally releasing February the 19th, 2020. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shop this coming Wednesday... Drew, happy Valentine's Day, and is there anything else on the docket? <laughs> oh, be mine. Be yes, mine. Absolutely. That, that's awesome. Uh, what a made-up, silly Hallmark holiday, huh? Spoken like a man. <laughs> oh, well. What are you going to do? Uh, first up is uh, Jason wants to know that he's going to be at the amazing Comic-Con Aloha next weekend on the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd of February. To hang out with Billy D. Williams, Donny Cates, Freddie Williams II, David Nakayama, Beth Satella, Joel Gomez, Phil Tan, Jimmy Chung, Frank Mastromoro of Aspen Comics, Lucas Martin, the owner of Dragon's Lair, which is his LCS, who'll be there. Karen Nicole, a Power Girl cosplayer, and Larissa Page, who I believe. Is she the one that that uh, wished you a happy birthday one year? No, different, different, different cosplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but wish him luck. He's got a bunch of uh, interviews lined up, and um, so he'll be doing a very, a very, very special Hawaiian episode of uh, of uh, comics for fun and profit in the near future. Hopefully, as long as he gets as, uh, all those uh, interviews that he has lined up happen so very cool good luck to you jason we appreciate you being our roving reporter on the streets <laughs> um ken wants to know what's up with this bad idea new comic publisher um okay so what i know so far not a lot but it's a bunch of dudes um from valiant who <coughs> putting, putting out this new publishing company called bad idea uh, they're going to eliminate digital altogether. Oh, my. They're going to put out one to two uh, high-quality prestige format printed titles per month. They're going to keep their titles at three ninety nine. <coughs> they're not going to do trades, um, which is an interesting strategy. Very uh, purist, very floppy. Very purist, purist. So floppies, high quality, uh, keep towing the line at three ninety nine. Um, you know, Matt Kent creator, Jeff Lemire's attached. You know, some really good creators attached right off the gate. Everything's good. Uh, their distribution is limited to twenty comic shops nationwide. So that's what? where you, that's where the record scratches, and you're like, wait a minute. Um, so, for speckers in those areas, you might clean up. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Because uh, if it's not like a midtown or somebody who has the ability to pre-order mass quantities, um, I don't know how the rest of the world, the rest of the country, is going to get it. And we don't yet know those twenty retailers. Uh, I'm being told that. DCBS did not make the cut. <laughs> uh, so, um, w- you know, if if our good friends at Cowabunga Comics are one of the chosen 20, it would be Boy, awesome. Boy, do I hope so. That would be really cool. Um, 
uh, I'm imagining someone like a Midtown might be, but if DCBS didn't make the cut, maybe they're being maybe they're being very selective at just uh, our boy like, Wolf will be fine. Yeah, well, if they if they make it, they haven't released that list. <coughs> um, they they said the new the first uh, uh, issue that's coming out is called. Uh, ENIAC, E-N-I-A-C, uh, and it's Matt Kent and Doug Braithwaite doing it. Nice cover. I don't have a lot of details on it quite yet. Um, looks like, you know, this could be another um, another Aftershock style, you know, good quality creators, good quality stories. Um, but but their delivery model and, and some of the stuff that they're doing with the, you know, the decisions they're making are interesting and head scratching yeah. so um you know I, I i don't i mean i'm a digital guy so it's kind of a bummer they're not doing digital but i get it and you know like you said it's it's like a, a purist no no trades are going to be collected so you get on board the floppy train or you miss out <laughs> uh they're not doing variants there are no no variant covers um so it it like like you said, it, it's kind of back to basics, uh, comic storytelling and publishing. And we'll see. Sounds like something I'd be into if if available. Yeah, if, yeah. Now now I don't. They're not going to stay with the twenty. Um, there's an initial twenty um, store rollout, and it's going to. They're going to expand it slowly to fifty by the end of the year. I think is the plan. Or by the uh, end of a year. Don't know if it's by a candle calendar year or rolling twelve. Um, so I think this ENIAC doesn't come out until May. So uh, we'll get some more information and details as it trickles out. Um, I'm intrigued, uh, and I'm going to keep my my ear on on the grindstone. That's not how it goes. Ear, <laughs> ear to the ear to the ground. I'm going to keep my ear to the ground on on those guys and we'll uh, keep and our ear where an ear should be. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's the skinny that I know so far, and um, we'll stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. Sounds pretty uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it does sound pretty cool. Um, we do have, uh, even though Eric was on vacation, he sent us a FOC, which was yeah, nice. Yeah, so we have our FOC, which is our final order cutoff. It's our ability to order some books that we may not have picked up on previews, or maybe caught on to a little late, or want to add a few things to our order. <coughs> So we have up until midday on Monday to add those items to our lists and get them in time just as if we'd ordered them from the previews catalog. So it's just a nice little way to spend a little bit more money on books and not have to chase them in the secondary market. So Drew and I like to go through and see what we can find. Before we do that, uh, the list that we get curated from Eric at Calabunga Comics comes directly into our emails, and he's got a few featured FOC items Starting with the facsimile edition of Detective Comics 38 by our good man Bill Finger and Bob Kane. We also have the DC Comics 80th Anniversary 100 page Super Spectacular number one. He is highlighting the 1970s Kari Andrews variant. Yeah, normally a $10 book there. We have a nice little image comic by Jonathan Hickman, so I know Drew's interested. We have Decorum number one of an eight-issue series. The cover right there. From our friends at Marvel, 
Cable, number one, written by Jerry Duggan. Something I'm interested in from Marvel. Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number one. <coughs> oh, so that looks pretty cool. And then from Oni Press, uh, Agratsuko, number two. That's good. As close as anybody could yeah, do that one. That's all I'm getting in there. But Drew, let's see if we can find anything else in there. Good stuff too. I like. We'll check out that Robin thing. That looks. That Robin giant looks pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We're Dark looking Dark Horse. Anything for us I don't see anything. Nothing I need. Criminal Macabre ending. If you need to catch up, play catch up on that. I never Batman can remember. Going to a second print. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, good. I guess people are are digging it. We got some dollar comics. A really creepy looking Robin from 1991. Available for a dollar. Okay, so I see it now. Okay, so the facsimile is the first appearance of Robin. And then we're also doing the 80th anniversary 100 page super special uh, honoring Robin. And we're doing, okay, 40s, like we did with with, um, Detective and Action, we're doing like decade retrospective correct so for a dollar you can get the 1991 robin number one or you can get the death of the fam or death in the family um issue also for a dollar the death of robin oh yes that's a good one those are available for a dollar like i said as well as the facsimile of his old 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 first appearance so and then we have a straight up Who's doing the co- okay? Lee Weeks is doing the cover of the standard cover A. Is that and that's there? But they're all five ninety nine. So with the discount with nine ninety nine comic, but they're Correct. all got a Jim Lee, a Tedesco, oh Derek Chu, Frank. What's the Frank Miller look like? I think I, I, think I know what. Oh, they're like. okay. So they're all doing different Robins. Yeah, yeah, from different decades. Yeah, there we got Carrie Kelly. There we got. Yeah, probably. I, I I really like the Lee Weeks. It's kind of classic. <coughs> um, but I could see any of these being yeah. nice to have. Ah, I got to think about that. That's a beauty. Yeah. Not a lot of meat on the bone though when you're when you're buying a ten dollar comic. True story. I don't think the numbers for this will be as big as you know some of the other ones or trying to think if it would probably be what did we have just the other time we was it flash or wonder woman we've been having their big yeah 750s yeah. and stuff yeah no one's done a, i mean we haven't had a thousand since detective and action yeah. um so these are kind of really nowhere near the the hype of that yeah. but i think this is this is all this is probably over a wonder woman over a flash and well. popularity but below those other two that you mentioned I think that Titan's Giant is that that's the um Walmart. It, it looks like the Walmart reissue. Yeah. Are we gonna get the Target uh comics the same way we got the Walmart just later? I would assume. Okay. I love my boy Jai Lee, but I don't necessarily like his Wonder Woman. No, that's a little off, isn't it? 
Still good, but I mean not. Oh, absolutely. But not a hundred percent. Insects sync with me. I get it. Really nice variant edition on Flash seven fifty one as well. And I'm noticing with like Flash seven fifty one, we are not doing um, cardstock on everything. We still have Batman and the Outsiders with a cardstock variant, but our Catwoman, our Flash, um, are not doing uh, cardstock. Says the cover bees. What did you say? To, okay, so Batman and the Outsiders is correct. It's a Del Auto. Yes. What does that look like? I it's Del Auto, so it looks great. Yeah, it's Del Auto, so it looks. Is that Raza Ghoul? Oh, that's Ghoul, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Who else is doing a cardstock? <coughs> that's it. The rest were. Uh... I'm wondering if that's some kind because that looked like a gatefold or not a gatefold, but a a, a landscape cover. I'm wondering if it's like some kind of special deal and they're phasing them out it looks like they're phasing them out it looks like they're going to the single price point at least at least it looks like with this foc um we'll have to see how they start looking at previews and stuff and uh, i'll have to pay a little bit more attention because i have not been lately like the yeah the different price points and what's mm -hmm. going on yeah, yeah it, is, it is kind of i'm, I'm sure we, we got an, e an email about it and but i don't know that i committed <coughs> Committed it to memory. That's all for me for DC. I'm sliding down IDW. I don't see much there. Um, I did read a Color Classics, that Usagi Yojimbo Color Classics. Uh -huh. um, really good. Really good. It's an, a, 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 not a lot of detail in there, like, when this came out, I don't think. I think it was, no, I think it was in 86, maybe in 86, if I recall from the cover. Um it was a, an 80, 1986 uh, recolored uh, Usagi, so I would have never have seen that. Um, and it's kind of cool that now I get another chance at it with a color wash on it, and uh, it's kind of a cool idea. Go back to the well. I hope I hope it sells. Yeah, very cool. Uh, slide into image. Uh, Looking at that decorum, is this the one that's uh, Hickman? Yep. Uh, he hasn't done an image title since Black Monday Murders, has he? Not that I can think of. And did he finish Black Monday Murders? I don't think so. So um, I'm guessing problem with co-creator? If he's able to <coughs> launch a new one but not finish the old one? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't think of another reason. That or he just you? doesn't. He he does not have ideas for the rest of that one. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking Black Monday Murders might have had like three or four issues. Did they, did they get more than that? I have to look it up, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. There's a Jamie. There's a Jamie McKelvey cover, which you is get very 50 nice. 50% discount on your cover A. Your 40% discount on your cover B, and your 30% discount on your cover C. So the the nicest cover is the the lowest discount. Yeah. <laughs> we got a, a snot girl from July. Uh, Jeez, finally, yeah, finally coming around. I didn't realize it had been gone that long. And this is, ends the story arc and might 
in the series at this rate. <laughs> Safe Sex number seven is ending their story arc, so they're doing a seven issue arc, which is a rarity. Yeah, that's a that's a really thick trade if you're gonna try to do that. Yeah. I looked a little bit at this stealth number one by Mike Costa. Stealth has waged war on crime in Detroit, but now he's taken his pursuit of justice too far. I think I read like some of the preview pages in the back. Yeah, so the character created by Robert Kirkman and Mark Silvestri. Oh, so when, when, I wonder when that was. Oh, was that one of those um, pilot season one-shots or something, maybe? Something like that. Perfect for readers who enjoy Black Panther and Iron Man. Hmm, okay. Probably not me, then. Down in Marvel, we've got a uh, Ryan Brown variant for Amazing Spider-Man 41. Which We're going like. to have a Spider-Woman variant on a lot of stuff this week. What's the deal? Spider-Woman. Why? We haven't tried to show her yet. Oh, <laughs> okay. Just cause. Yeah. Cable number one. Are we interested in cable? Um, no, probably not. But that's just me. Yeah, you know, I'm getting a look at the Scotty Young cover. I, I, not a Deadpool guy. Not a mutant guy, really. Well, so so, the most interested I've been in Cable is during is when Deadpool two came out. Yeah, yeah, like I enjoyed the cinematic version. That was fun. But we'll see. Should, could be good. Was he played by the same guy who did Thanos? Yes, indeed. Oh, that's weird when they do that. <laughs> How dare they cash two paychecks? <laughs> True. True. Hawkeye Freefall number four feels like it's late, but it's not. I am going to have to catch that in trade and give it another shot. I tried to read the first issue and it really didn't grab me, but I might give it another shot if people say it's good. Did you end up reading that Immortal Hulk Great Powers number one? I did. It was wonderful. Was and it? Going it was, to a second print. It's uh, Tom Taylor, so uh -huh. it was no... I should have expected it to be great, um, but I really did like it. There you go. If you missed it, here's your chance to pick it up. Going to a second print and a different cover. The second printing. Oh, with Melina? <coughs> yeah. Oh, that is a nice cover. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a really cool story. They could have. They could revisit it again, too. I mean, it's. So it was a one shot? I don't know. I don't know. They could maybe not. It, it felt like it could have been. A, it was like, hey, here's here's a fun story of what happened, and they could revisit it if they wanted to. But I don't. I think it was just the one story. Star Wars Bounty Hunters number one by what I'm reading as Sax Ethan, but I'm going to go ahead and. <laughs> Assume it's Ethan Sachs. <laughs> Never betray a bounty hunter, especially if it's Boba Fett. Years ago, Valiance and fellow bounty hunters Bosk and Boba Fett took a mission that went sideways in a bad way after Valiance's mentor, Nakano Lash, violently betrayed them. 
Valance's team barely escaped with their lives. He never thought he'd face his old mentor ever again until Ash finally resurfaces under mysterious circumstances. Every bounty hunter in the galaxy wants a piece of Valance. Is hellbent is hellbent on getting the prize first. He has a score to settle, but so does Boba Fett. Now, Boba Fett, I've asked this before. He's he's a Mandalorian, right? Uh, yes, because he is a Boba Fett uh, again uh, in in movie continuity, which is I think all we have left. He is a clone of Jango Fett. Uh, so he's not like our Mandalorian on Disney Plus. No, he is not from Mandalore on Disney+. Plus. He is somebody who has taken up the religion philosophy of the Mandalorians in the armor. I believe okay. that, that uh, the Boba Fett we speak of is a, is a born, born from the, you know, hypothetically he's of Mandalorian descent. Um, but he is, I think, in the still considered a clone of Jango. Oh, man, I think I want to read this. Yeah, it seems kind of <laughs> neat. And I, I like Bosk. So that's always yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do think I want to read this. Yeah, definitely looks like it might be worth dipping your toes in. This get me by until Mandalorian season two. Yeah, which is coming out in October. They are speeding through that one. That's a that's a whole year. I know, but just I mean that's way sooner than I thought. Oh, I I did. Uh, okay, I got it. I've been in a Star Wars just vortex for a while now, and we were talking about uh, uh Revan last week. And then he had a uh, uh, an action figure come out, the Star Wars Black Series. So I went to GameStop to pick that, and then they conned me into pre-ordering a uh, the Child action figure that comes out on May the Fourth. So oh, I've fallen how, back into a small toy well as well. So that's uh, how how that you got you don't open it right? That's the plan. <laughs> you gotta you're gonna have to sell that bad boy, and not play with it. Yeah. So. That's cool. That's that's brilliant. I'm surprised there's not a ton of that stuff out. Well, that's the thing in in the Mandalorian wanting to keep the child a secret for the show. Oh, they did couldn't. not ramp up pre-production at all on that character, and so missed out on six months of um, you know, a billion dollars in sales. But kept the surprise though, didn't but they? Ca- but did it for the sake of the surprise, which I respect the heck out of. But that's crazy. But we also have a few, uh, also, if you're doing the, the Star Wars, we also have some different covers as well. We got this really cool, uh, where was the one? It's unfortunately obnoxiously expensive. Was it there? Could not tell you which one, but one of them is really cool. Are we talking about um, the Bounty Hunter was one? Yeah. Was a Johnson a golden? Oh no, the Andrews one. This regular cover is the other bubble one, which is actually pretty cool looking. Yeah, that's 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 really nice. Yeah, that is really nice. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know who thinks there's Star Wars fatigue, but I uh, not for me. Yeah, I thought there was for a little bit of time, but then like. Like for we, a second, <laughs> yeah, we've got the the seventh season of of uh, Clone Wars coming out on Disney Plus here in a month or whatnot. So yeah. I've been rewatching all of that, which has got me spiraling down Star Wars stuff again. And uh, 
I've, I've been told that they've collected like the 20 episodes of Clone Wars that you should watch if you haven't watched it to get you caught up. Well, they also have a, hey, watch them in this actual chronological order. So I'm, I've been watching them bouncing back and forth to watch everything complete chronological. Uh, thinking about dipping my toe into the old animation uh, waters. You've, you've told me so many times that I do not believe you. I know. I just need to carve out some time. There you go. I didn't carve out some time. I I, I always binge it on some time when I don't have anything going on. And then I can say I have. What's the other one? It's Rebels, Clone Wars, and what's the Is there another one? Rebels and Clone, Clone Wars are the other, the real two. But there's okay. two versions of Clone Wars. Uh, the What many people consider the good one, which is the old Cartoon Network one, which is Samurai Jack style. Is we're not doing that one anymore. We're on just the regular Ahsoka Tano stuff for the Clone Wars. And, and what do you think? Um, so I like I really you. liked the old Samurai Jack ones a lot too. But yeah, I mean, right now I'm just kind of into everything. Yeah. There's no such thing as Star Wars fatigue. <laughs> Drew, are you into the the Submariner? Is the question. I am not. He's the one with little wings on his ankles, right? <laughs> sure, but there is a cool Del Auto variant for uh, Submariner Marvel Snapshot number one. Nice little uh, Okay, that is pretty neat. What is this about? It's just a, here's why this guy's a classic character. Yeah, exactly. And Kurt Busick's involved. Ooh. Yep. Jerry Ordway. Okay. Well, okay, I'm 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 interested. Brings you a total of eight new and unusual viewpoints on Marvel's history and Marvel and the Marvel heroes. Is this the very first one that we're getting? The very I'm, first snapshot? Oh, yeah, seems like it. Okay. Well that's good. I like that. I like that because you know, he doesn't show up that often. Uh uh-uh. uh. And always usually on a team or stuck in the background or something. Yeah. He doesn't really get his own own front and center so yeah I guess I'll give it a shot there you go yeah and all the covers suck except for that Delato that Delato is very nice and is it a, is it not regular price or no yeah it is <coughs> yeah oh well, that's pretty nice Thor 229 facsimile edition don't know what the deal is there. Just a classic Thor story. Continuing the first appearances of Wolverine. Oh, okay. So after the Hulk 181? Yeah, I think. I don't know. That's weird. I, I did not know that. Uh-uh. Interesting. Yep. Well, if you go on down to Boom, we've got a uh, Ghosted in L.A. Number 9 has been a really fun series. I enjoy it a lot. Uh, BB3 free I dropped... Red Mother. Couldn't get into it, but it's my guy from um, uh, Jeremy Hahn and what's the, other, what's the other guy's name? Anyway, Jeremy Hahn. It's Jeremy Hahn from um, The Beauty. Uh, Danny doing this. And uh, I, uh, I just didn't, didn't, didn't hook me, which is a bummer. Yeah, because the first really one like... going to a fourth press, so it's hooked a few people. Yeah, it's hooked a lot of people. That could be one of those things where I was just not in the right mood and need to revisit it later. There you go. Been there before. Sweetheart number one from Action Labs. 
Uh, really enjoyed that man who effed up time. That was your pick. A couple uh-huh. was it last week or a couple weeks ago? A couple weeks, yeah. Uh, that first issue was really good, and um, if you like that stuff, where dabbling in time travel and things go screwy, and you got to try to figure out how to fix it. Um, I think just like all the things that you highlighted that you like in a in a time travel book, uh-huh. it, it was in this. Awesome. And so they, so they delivered, and uh, and it, like the, the main character was pretty cool, and um, so it really good. Another good aftershock book, you know. So well, well worth checking out. There you go. Uh, from Absolute Comics Group, Benny Powell and the author known as Crees with three E's. Okay. <coughs> Comes I Make Boys Cry from the creators of White Widow. This is the finale in a two part crossover event that began in White Widow. So never mind. I don't understand. He also got Cat Shit <laughs> Volume One by Motofumi Kabayashi. Um, it's War Manga filled uh-huh. with painstaking detail. Um, returns from Antarctic Press. Uh, you just wanted to say the title. I did. I did. Catch it, Volume <laughs> One. Ah, that's all I got for the FOC, brother. Yep, me too. Few things on there to highlight. Yeah. So uh, if there's anything that's interesting you, uh, hopefully your local comic shop does the FOC. Or if you're ordering things, uh, Cowabunga can toss those in your order. Yes, they can. Now we got ourselves a uh, Comic-Con Top 10. It looks like we're getting back on a schedule that we get the Top 10 on the second Friday of the month. And we'll get the full three Top 300 on the third Friday. And everything will be glorious. Life will be back to, back to normal. Um, what we're looking at so far for January is uh, January... Versus December was down a couple of percentage points. Uh, January of this year versus January of last year, down uh, 8%. Um, was pretty significant because January is not normally a great month anyway, so to be even more down is not good. Uh, top publisher, Marvel, taking uh, nearly 50% of the unit share. So 46.67%. Um, then DC takes 30, nearly 30% of comics sold. So between the two of them, we're looking at 75%, three quarters of the market right there, those two publishers. Um, Image taking 5% with their third place. Um, they've got a couple of people that are on their heels and three per- with three percentage points each, IDW and Boom. Um, not sure who's in a stronger position to... You know, challenge them for that third slot. I mean, two percentage points is probably a lot. A lot of money. That's a that's a lot of comics to sell. But if if Image continues to slide, and one of those two takes hold, continues to rise, um, it's possible that Image falls falters to four. Um, which it, it's it's within a couple of percentage points, like I said. So, uh, Dark Horse at two. Um, Viz or Dynamite also at two, Viz at one, and everybody else below that. That makes up the last five percent. Uh, our top selling comics of the month 
uh, kicks off with Wonder Woman 750 taking the top spot, that $10 book from DC. We've, we have Thor number one from Marvel in the second slot. Star Wars is number one. Um, this is the Greg Pak version relaunch, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, X, or is he on... No, is this Charles Soule or Greg Pak? I don't know. The, the relaunches get, get me confused. Um, <laughs> then we have X-Men 4 and 5 taking the fourth and fifth slot, respectively. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one relaunch in six. Batman 86 in seven. Amazing Spider-Man 38 and 37 uh, in eighth and ninth in reverse order. And Star number one rounding out the top ten. Uh, Kyle, anything in that l- list intrigue you at all that pops out at you when you take a look at it? Of course, another $10 book at rank number one. Only two DCs in the whole top. Um, and then, of course, star number one sneaking in there as well. Yeah, uh, I didn't feel that was going to happen. So that, that's a surprise for me is, is star making it in there. Um, what do you think we got as far as... Um, over one hundred thousand. I'll do the three, the top three, the number the top ones. Three. Um, <clears throat> I don't think X Men's still selling that high, is it? Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, I'll, I'll go just the top two. There you go. And, and what do you think about what do you think Wonder Woman's going to sell? I wouldn't think it would be that high. One thirty. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll go over. I'll go okay. over one. I'll go 140. But yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I don't think it can be that high. Um, when you look at the uh, dollar sales, um, you get Joker, Harley, Criminal Sanity slipping in there, um, making the top 10 with number 7, and Batman Curse of the White Knight, number 6, getting at rank 8. Um, some four ninety nine comics making the making their way in there instead of uh, some of these three ninety nine mm-hmm. Marvel and DC books pushing them out, which makes sense. Uh, we have best selling graphic novels. We've got Absolute Carnage topping the list from Marvel. Uh, Diana Prince of the Amazons from DC in at the second slot. Uh, another Watchmen reissue. Uh, at number three, based on the, I'm guessing the HBO series, mm-hmm. pushing that back up there again. Uh, League of Legends, Lux. Don't know what that is. House <laughs> of X video game. Oh, okay. Uh, House of X, Powers of X hardcover. A sixty dollar hardcover is at the fifth slot. So I'm sure that's um, a little higher in the the dollar dollar line item. Um, and then we have Stranger Things, Zombie Boys at rank six, My Hero Academia, volume 22 at seven, Black Hammer, volume four, Age of Doom, part two at eight, Green Lantern Legacy at nine, and Wonder Woman Warbringer rounding out the top ten uh, top sellers. And of course, these are just going into comic shops, just being just being purchased through Diamond, so Comic shops are getting their books from booksellers. Um, they're not counted on this list. Uh, let's see who's over flooding the market. 
uh, with co- too many comics. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's Marvel. Marvel and DC both. Uh, Marvel at 101. Comics shipped. And DC at right behind, nipping on their heels at 98. Comics shipped. Um, 56 trades from Marvel. 30 DC. So... So between the two of them, they're pushing 300 comics and graphic novels shipped, which is a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, Image shipped 43 comics. I know <coughs> 35. Uh, Boom, only 22. So you can see with Boom's 22, and they're, they've got a 3% market share, and Image shipping 43 almost double to get just 5%. Um, you can kind of see what the, that that is a possibility. They can, they could overtake them, like like Eric has mentioned, I think, in the past. Um, uh, let's see, anybody else of note stick out there? IDW doing thirty five, Dark Horse twenty five, Source Point had sixteen books ship, uh, more than Dynamite even, which I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Uh, with a total, a whopping total of nearly 500 comics, uh, l- a little over 400 uh, graphic novels and trades, um, and with the, when you throw in the magazines, a grand total of 932 items shipped from the publishers for the month, which is more than one person can read. <laughs> even even if you really want to and you try your hardest, you can't read nearly a thousand things a month. I don't think. You, yeah, it's, it's I'm laying down the gauntlet. If somebody wants to try it, let me know how, how it works out. Anything else uh, pique your interest on all that stuff? Uh-uh. I just can't wait for the regular, the real numbers. Yeah, we'll see how we did and um, how how bad or how okay the numbers really are. There you go. And I think we're ready for our sneak peek at this point. Well, all right, of course, we're going to head over to Previews World. Doc. We're going to find new releases. We're going to find ourselves February the 19th, 2020. Andrew, let's start where we love to start. Let's start in Image, and hopefully we can find a couple pick of the weeks. Uh, we have another de- deadly class. It's a little delayed. Uh, Rick Remenders must be uh, uh, spread thin, doing some go. other things. Uh, he's got a lot of books out, but uh, looking forward to reading that one. Lucy Carrot Claire Redemption, chugging along at its third issue. It's a good book. Like that a lot. On the stump, what is that? That is the uh, Chuck Brown. Mm. It is the uh, campaign trail is paved with blood and broken bones. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spawn three hundred five. With its slew of covers, and it's still two ninety nine. Hats off, Todd McFarlane. Undiscovered Country one on a fourth print, three on a second print, and issue four available Wednesday. And the McKelvey cover looks like a Wickdiv cover. Yes, it does. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> he just uh, didn't. <coughs> that, that was that was laying around. The leftover from uh, Wicked and Divine days, yeah. and he's like, oh, I'll do one. We'll, we'll put antlers on it. We'll repurpose it. Yeah, there you go. On to Dark Horse, where we have Matt Kent writing a five-issue series called Bang, with number one available now. And this one, um, we found out already, uh, 
Back to the back to the print. Yep. I I believe. I believe so as well. Very hot. Anything uh, else, else is there? Dark Horse. Uh-uh. Not a big Hellboy guy. Down to IDW. Nope. Uh-uh. Oh, there's a card stock with uh, Batman 89. There you go. And, and we saw, didn't we see Batman 89 was also going to a second printing in the FOC list earlier? Correct, yes. Okay, interesting. Deceased then, Unkillables, number one. Yeah, I'm glad they're going back to the well again on this. Yep. It's been really fun, and Tom Taylor's been doing a great job, so yep. why not? What did the villains do when the heroes failed and the world ended? Sounds like there's some cool stuff there. Yeah, there's still stories to be told, a la just like Injustice. There you go. Dollar Comics Flash Rebirth, Dollar Comics, and it's my Deathstroke inter- origin that I have two copies of sitting here. Is that, is, that, is that plunge a black label? Oh, you're way ahead of me, sorry. No, it, it's a Joe Hill. Yeah, Hill House. All right, well then I'm in. Either way, I'm in. Third issue of Superman Smashes the Clan. Looking forward to that. Eighth issue of Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen. Looking forward to that. Good, exciting stuff. We have the last Joker killer smile. Who's doing that one? I just clicked off that. It's Jeff Lemire. Oh, is it? Yeah. I missed out on this one somehow. Yeah. Was it the price tag? It must have been the price tag. Andrea Sorrentino and Jordi Belair. That's too bad. I probably missed out. Second edition of this Wonder Woman Dead Earth, number two. Did you do the first one? Yeah, it was good. I liked it, so I'll, I'll, I'll check this out. So we have Wonder Woman, and we have Post-Apocalyptic. So here we go. Two of four. Yeah, it's definitely good. All right, let's head down to Marvel. Anybody you know reading these 2020 things? No, nobody. Everybody has said, nah. Well, it was not well marketed. I don't think anybody really understood what was going on. Or just maybe it's just me. Either way. I do not like the rebranding of Spider-Gwen as Ghost Spider either. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense and it seems unnecessary, but maybe they had a a Gwen problem. Star number one, we talked about it going to a second print. I'm sorry, we talked about it selling so darn well. Now here we see you can get a second print. My apologies. There's our $8 Wolverine number one launch. Yeah. Scotty Young looks fun. All the covers are nice. The Alex Ross, of course, probably the best for me. Yeah. But we're not going to fall for that again, are we, Kyle? No. Not for eight bucks. You couldn't. No. <laughs> Down to Dynamite. Lots of Sonya's, Vampirellos. They sure uh, they they must know their market because they crank out a ton of variants on those. If we slide down to Boom, um, we've got another Heartbeat, which has been good, and another set Something is Killing Children, which has been very good. I like both of those a lot. And um, well, no, those are just print reprints. I was gonna say that's the yeah. sixth print of the first one, and. That is a cool-looking sixth print of the first one, too. Damn. Yeah, just, if you want to catch up, 
<laughs> you have the ability. Yes. You have the ability. All right, down to some of our smaller publishers. And what they're doing in Archie is, um, in, instead of like launching a Katie Keen miniseries, they're launching it within the pages of Archie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I like that because, I mean, they put a bunch of other Archie junk out. Yeah, no right? kidding. We got Archie meets the B-52s just a couple of uh, lines down from here. Um, so I'm not sure why they didn't just make this a Katie Keene book uh, unless they thought it would not sell. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I noticed that it was kind of came out of nowhere. I picked up an Archie and was like, oh, this isn't really Archie. From Scout Comics, we have Canopus, number one by Dave uh, Chisholm. Helen wakes up marooned on a lifeless alien planet 300 light years from Earth with no memory beyond a hazy sense of extinction-level urgency to return to Earth. So it sounds like Castaway. It looks as they said Castaway meets Annihilation. Yeah, I can see that. She's got apparently a robot companion instead of a volleyball. <laughs> Still Wilson, though. Yeah. Doctor Tomorrow is an existing character, correct? From Valiant. Oh yes. Yeah, that's about it. Unless you see something that jumps out at you. Did we already do God Killers from uh, Aftershock? Was that the first issue? Oh, yeah, first issue of God Killers. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. Who's doing that? Uh, Mark Sable. Oh, I'm not familiar. Man, house on our Abdul Al Harazad is an and is an Arab American folklore professor turned soldier, whose fear of death stems from an uncertainty about the existence of an afterlife. Then he joins the God Killers, a special forces forces unit tasked with igniting insurgents who use mythological creatures as weapons of mass destruction. I think, he's, I think they're fighting insurgents. That typo is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy Hahn's doing a cover. Yep. So, interesting. I know I pre-ordered it. I mean, you can't go wrong with Aftershock. I mean, they've, they've earned... They haven't made a lot of money, but they've pumped out good quality. Really good quality stuff. Holy crap, another rag sighting. Oh, is this a nine? Six of seven. Six of seven. <laughs> no, I was give. I was giving it too much credit. Way too much credit. <coughs> That's it for me. All right, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one pick to make sure you go around? Uh, sorry, I got sidetracked by Savage Bastards from Mad Cave. But I don't know <laughs> What's the pick of the week? What's the one pick that you think is the best book of this week to pick up on a spec perspective or whatnot? And hold on to and make sure you can make a little bit of money off of it. For me, it's Bang. I just am flip-flopping on A and B. Uh, I, I like B cover better because it's Matt Kent, but I'm really careful <laughs> with Matt, Matt Kent watercolors. Yeah. Um, a little more than most general collectors, so I don't think that's the spec pick. It's probably cover A. I will go back to my brother's advice. Always, always, always cover A. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm going to go with bang number one from Dark Horse. Very nice. I'm going to go with our 
aforementioned god killers from Aftershock. You cannot go wrong with that. No, because I am very interested in reading that book. So I want to thank you guys for talking along with Drew and myself through our pick of the week. Uh, if you had a different book than we did here, because there was some great stuff in here, uh, write into the podcast let us know what you're excited for this week. Or if you agree with us, hey, throw a little pub behind us and say, you know what, guys? You guys are on fire lately. So we'd love to hear that kind of thing as well. Uh, find us on the Instagrams, the Twitters, uh, Facebook, Drop us a Gmail, all that fun stuff, and we really appreciate you guys. So thank you much for Drew and for myself. See ya.